Support the team at Waggle Golf. Local Minnesota brand and oh-so-comfortable clothing. Best hats, shirts, hoodies, and more. Endorsed by Bucigrass, Carlo Koliakovo, and most importantly, the Soda Pod. Check them out at GetYourWaggleOn.com for the best damn golf apparel in the United States. GetYourWaggleOn.com today. Now back to the show. When I, it's like the From the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Ishidroma here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Man, I'm excited for this episode. I'm still buzzing off uh, off a crazy weekend of sports. I know only one hockey game on Saturday. But still, but still, I'm still buzzing. How are you doing? I'm buzzing a little bit too. We already recorded one episode and took down one beer Here's beer number two. Shout out to our friends at Lupulin who had their anniversary party on Saturday. I unfortunately could not attend, but uh, another rendition of their operation co-operation with Elm Creek Brewing, who I've heard has really good beer. It's a little outside the cities. It's out in Champlain, so I need to find a way to get out that way, but uh, they don't have Twitter, so I'm going to have to count on Lupulin, our, our buddies over there, to maybe reach out, make an introduction, see if they can hook us up with them for uh, a little conversation. Who knows? But otherwise it's funny. Like I'd say like one in every six breweries doesn't have Twitter. And then it's just like, Oh, we got no way of getting in touch because no one, no one looks, no one looks at the general email. No one like cares about the other stuff. Like, well, Instagram, I I feel like people, Instagram is how I got in touch with, back channel so yeah well i, I think i think you're either hardcore twitter or hardcore instagram like there's no there's no both like and, and i'm no, a case study i think i think there's i think every brewery is hardcore instagram uh it's a requirement right. so right. it's more just some also go not hardcore twitter but some core twitter and yeah, others are instagram. just on there to check the box and others don't exist on there some there have the check mark themselves too it's it's incredible oh not only do they check the box, they are the check. They are. That was really. Themselves. You know what? I want you to apologize, Isha. That was very thoughtless. Jesse might be listening. Oh Jesus! It was just an absolute. She's not, she's, she's not listening. So it's an absolute disgrace too, because I know just like absolute. It makes no sense, man. With I like a hundred followers, the check mark, and like because they work for a company that makes them legit. I like know what? how it works. She she works with the NHL. <laughs> what more does she need? Dude, I, I don't know. Because again, know. couldn't be more clear. No I sense. never have and probably never will apply to get verified because frankly, I just don't care. Well, they told me to fuck right. But off, for someone so. like her, like I understand wanting to have it. And the fact that she's been shot down multiple times, like fuck Makes off no Twitter. Oh, hey, yeah. she has she tried since Elon oh, took over? Elon's Twitter. Anyone can get verified, baby. Elon's Twitter. Let's get Jesse verified. I, I can't wait with Elon. There's going to be like different levels of verification now. So people oh, have dude. different marks next to him. Oh, I'm ready for it. And you can pay for some. In I like, want a picture. In... I want a picture of the Mars rover next to mine. Well, that's what I'm saying. You you pay for it and you get an NFT profile picture. Man, I don't it want comes that. with it. No, Man. I'm just saying it's good. That, that's Elon's Twitter. You're going to get value out of your Twitter account. I mean, it's crazy that Twitter is still standing after everyone left as soon as he took over. Oh, yep. I saw right. someone post like this is this is today's version of if Trump gets elected, we're moving to Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just the emptiest threat <laughs> that no one is acting Dude, on. Honestly, I was terrified. I was like, nope, close the borders. <laughs> Let's just make a post on Twitter that says, hey, raise your hand if you left Twitter. Oh, that's good. Poll question. Hand up, <laughs> hand down. <laughs> Um, anyways, we're off the rails here. Let, let's start with. I don't think you uh, understood that joke. <laughs> probably not. No, if they're I off mean, Twitter. They can't comment. No, no, I, I, I get it. <laughs> okay. I get it. Okay. Like I do the joke, but I'm saying let's let's go all. Can, let's can go I all just in. comment real quick uh, for NHL TNT coverage? How awesome is it that they're broadcasting from Atlanta? Oh, dude, hilarious! <laughs> like, did they do that on purpose? Is that a troll move? Atlanta so, it's Flames. Brilliant. It's Atlanta brilliant. Flames, baby. Battle yes. of Alberta, where it all began. <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> Man. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, so the the topic uh, au jour, and I know we're we're dropping this a few days late, but we're recording this out of the weekend. Jordan Bennington, Hoppy. I mean, Ooh. let let's start where it all began. I want to say this. Nazim Kadri, as much of a rat. Well, we got to go back to 2019 if we're going to go to where it all began. No, we're not going to go that far. We're we're just going to go like, you know, what what happened on the weekend here. Uh, Nazim Kadri, as much of a rat that he is, uh, despite his, you know, his history and everything with that, I have to say, did nothing wrong in this case. How I saw it when I was watching this game was Bennington went for the glove save, actually made the save, but didn't catch the puck. So thus a rebound ensued. And Nazem Kadri went for the rebound and a St. Louis player, I don't know who was on St. Louis, was checking him. They both went into Bennington and it looks like now concussion protocol taken, taken the next game. I think it might've been uh, Rosen. Perhaps, perhaps Callie Rosen. Perhaps, (laughs) perhaps. I I really don't know. I don't know. That was your way of saying, I still don't fucking know. No, I still don't know. Um, Um, But anyways, that, that, that is what occurred, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm the first one to get all giddy when Kadri does something shitty. Cause I'm just like, Oh, is he going to get suspended? Is he going to get suspended? Cause that's just like, we're all just waiting, right? It's the ticking time bomb last night. Fairness to him. He played a very, very good game. And I do not, he did what any hockey player would do in that situation. So I just want to put that out there. So everyone's just going nuts. Cause I was doing a live stream for the THPN YouTube channel. There was the chat was going crazy. People are saying terrible things about Kadri. I had to ban someone actually. Cause he, accused him of something that was not very nice but uh i just want to say here from my point of view and I, I think hoppy you would agree that there was nothing like malicious or he didn't try to injure bennington here i just think everyone's racist <laughs> no i it, it he has earned the fact that people are going to question every bad play that oh yeah involves him. like that's just how it is like he i honestly think you need like a bill of three-ish years with no incidents to start removing yourself from that kind of talk. Fair enough. Um, So I have no problem with people asking the question like, hey, like, was there anything extra in there? But clean play, nothing like it's a hockey play. But I, I can understand where people are like, yeah, I know it was part of the play. But like once he realizes it's happening, maybe he throws a little something extra in there, like doesn't make the extra effort to prevent it, whatever, maybe, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because there's no way you can suspend him for that. There's no well, way. And, and even if say he did, I mean, maybe in a, in a different timeline, Bennington doesn't get injured, just gets a little who days banged up and then, okay, I'm back in. It takes a few minutes, whatever. Again, like it makes a big this, difference. This is just worse, worst case Ontario. And yeah, it's bad, it yeah. sunk and it may sink the blues this series. I disagree. Disagree. I mean, I know you're high on Huso, and I haven't seen enough of him to really make an argument. Dude, but he I came will into say, the game, and realistically, they lost by a goal. He didn't play that well, and he look, played I'll, cold off the bench without warming up. Again, I'm not, I'm not gonna rag on him. I'm just saying though, that, it's a hit. That, it's a bummer. It's the reason, you know, the goaltending change. I won't say he's the reason. The goaltending change was the reason the Blues lost that game because overall, the Blues didn't play a bad game at all, in my opinion. Agreed, but I, I don't know. That's fine for that game. Dude, first I think, shot, the I first think shot the next on game him went is totally in. I mean, different, right? I hope that's, so. That's a cold I hope goalie. so. Cold goalie against what the second highest scoring offense in the league? You're attaching to like the player. I'm taking the player out of the equation. It's just like it is that. How decision. do you not? A, how do you not? That change. That change. Well, you're just like, oh, he's cold or whatever. Decision. He had to play. I know, and it's. That's the reason they lost, and that's the reason they lost. That's fine. You said that's the reason that they won't win the series, and I said, hold on. I I, I haven't seen enough to sway me otherwise. It could be the reason that they lose the series. If he, if he plays like he did cold. It could be the reason that they lose the series. Could also be the reason that they win the series. Who knows? That would Like be you insane. said, we don't have enough info yet. Game four is going to be very telling. We're going to find out in that first period if he's here to play and if he's comfortable. I'm very, it's a bummer, right? I think Bennington would absolutely be the better option there. But I'm just saying everyone's like written it off that it's over now. And I just don't agree with that. You know, it's really, really weird. I just have to bring this up. Um, I'll cut some of this too. Maybe you're not going to bring it up. 
Okay, someone who was on uh, the live stream yesterday just messaged me, like just a fan of THPN on Twitter, and just said it was Callie Rosen. And I'm just like, wait, are we streaming live here to something and not just recording? And then he proceeded to say, like, I just read a bunch of things about Bennington, this, 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 and that. And I'm like, okay. So I just like had a little bit of a heart attack. I was like, are we live streaming <laughs> this right now? But anyways, that was just perfect timing from that Twitter fan. Um, anyways, sorry, uh, get, getting off track here. Back on the train though, Hoppy. Back, Back on, the, on train. the train. Yeah. So there were a couple incidents in this game, right? That one, which people overreacted to. We have another incident that, well, obviously garners attention. Um, Sam Girardi done for the season broke his sternum. Holy Crazy. fuck, dude. That don't be wrong. It looked like a nasty hit. I didn't think it was that nasty. Holy crap. That sucks. And like, feel awful for him but you punish the action not the result that was not maybe it's a penalty like you could maybe argue like it's a charge depending on how you want to approach it i think it was a clean hit i thought it was clean too i think i mean I, but again I much, pe maybe penalty zero say, way suspendable you zero. can make an argument for a charge but it, it wasn't sure. it wasn't yeah. in the numbers you know gerard was facing his side um, it wasn't, yeah, I mean, his well, head wasn't arguing the, for the head wasn't speed. like if you, if you take a still frame at the right minute, like, yeah, he hits the guy and bounces off him and goes into the air, yeah. like from the Physics. boards, the hit feet are on the ice, clean hit. Yeah. It, it is what it is, but it sucks. It's you never want to see like it. Yeah. yeah. I want both dude. those players back in the series. I want Girardi in. I want Bennington in. I never want to see a team win or lose off injury. It sucks. Dude, it blows my mind that people are like, oh, when there's just a very... Unless it's the Rangers. The Rangers can win off injury because that's the only way they can win. You know, it blows my mind and it bothers me to see like the hockey fan base, especially online, especially on Twitter, who are like, oh, one series is boring. They're not physical enough. And then when things get physical, and as a result, there's boring? gonna Which there's gonna boring? there's gonna be sometimes injuries in physical sports and contact sports. Then they go full on the other side, like you know, attacking the player, attacking the team, attacking, hitting and hogging, all this bullshit. It's just like this happens in contact sports, and it fucking sucks. We wish his recovery, but you have to go in, you know, like what I remember going to a. This is kind of a right turn, but it but it all it all kind of connects. I remember going to a lecture with the comedian who was a speaker and he's like, it, you know, contact sport, fighting, hockey, comedy. It's like going to an aquarium front row center and expecting you're not going to get fucking wet. Like you're going to get splashed. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. What an analogy. Yeah. I don't know why it's stuck. I really don't. But it's like, you're going to watch this. You want, you want it to be physical. You want playoff hockey. There might be some injuries. You can't yeah. just attack a player when another player gets injured, when it's, you know, when they're playing familiar, doing what you wanted and it's not malicious. Yep. Now, like if they're going full Scott Steven, roast him. Because I think Scott Stevens is a piece of shit and I don't know why he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but that's a story for another He time. is, but that's because they allowed it back then. Like, it's not him. It's They enabled it. Is he a scumbag for doing it? Yes. But when you're playing a game that enables that behavior, I, I guess that's what's going to happen. He has and, a cup. Doesn't need to be in the right. Hockey Hall of Fame. He got his cup. That's that's yep. the answer. But yep. you gotta give a tip of the hat to Craig Berube. Not for I, oh. again. I I don't like his press conference. Like saying, "Oh, look at the player's history." Again, yeah, emotional like guy. That. He's pissed that his star goal is out. Whatever. I've seen coaches go way deeper than that and risk fines. But game one, everyone thought that St. Louis was toast. Like literally. Avalanche buzzing around them. Don't Could not why. have looked Don't faster. Could not have possibly looked like a faster team. And that's a lot of credit to the Avalanche. They looked great in game one. He made adjustments. Like, this is absolutely an even series in my eyes. Maybe the Huso thing slightly nudges that the other way. But, like, really, th these are very even teams. Barubi makes the right adjustments. We saw it against the Wild. We're seeing it against the Avalanche. The dude knows how to fucking coach. Yeah, no, that's true. Proof's in the pudding with him. And he, he commands respect and he seems to get through to the guys in the locker room. And and just like just like the Wild Series, I think the winner of game four is going to be the indicator. I think if St. Louis wins game four, I think they can absolutely take this series. They lose it, no. 
Blues are taking it. They're taking this series. I can feel it. I, I can feel it. Feel it in your bones. All right, well, let's yep. go to another series then. Isha's O Canada. What a fucking gong show this has become. Yeah, it's too much. It is too I, much for me. Anyone that says they're falling asleep in the middle of these games, I don't care how late they are, what's wrong with you? Game one was in absolute insanity, dude. Even game two was, though, man. Yeah, like, no. Sure, it's not 15 goals. It's still fucking wild, man. Well, it's, it's and, crazy. I When the Calgary Flames were up 3-1, to one, I thought it was like, okay, they're going to hold on to at least a one-goal lead, you know, yep. if you know Edmonton could get one more back. But McDavid went full Pavel Bure mode, full Mario Lemieux to throw another. Because he looks like he looks like Lemieux and, like, Bure mixed together almost now. His game is developing. like he's, Meaning he's, a really good player that's fast. <laughs> that's pretty well, much the combo. <laughs> a dominant player who can do things at speed. Right, because Lemieux couldn't necessarily do the things Burry could do at the same speed, but no one because could touch he couldn't him. reach the same speed, <laughs> well, and no one could touch him when he was, you know, barreling through other players. Yeah. And McDavid is a big guy. People don't yeah. understand this. Like he's a very tall, and he's grown into his body. He's a big hockey player. Am I a big guy, Tree? <laughs> yeah, Johnny. No, I'm not a big guy. You're a big guy. <laughs> um, but uh, some people people are saying Budweiser has totally muffled the oh, Kachuk family. Ever since that sponsorship got handed out to Brady Kachuk, I have not seen nearly the fun being had on the screen. I blame Keith. Keith refused to throw his hat on the ice when uh, Maddie Kachuk... Respect it. Respect got... it. No, no, no. Because he said it was his lucky hat. Well, is it yeah. is it really lucky? Is it really lucky when the Flames you know, blow a lead and the Edmonton wins game uh, game two? I don't know. You should have threw, threw it. That's nope. what you do. I 100% respect not no. throwing a hat that you don't want to lose. Hobby, you. It's again, like I said with the analogy, <laughs> you go to a hockey game, you might see some injuries. You go to a hockey game with a hat, you might lose your hat. Just the way it is. Disagree. That's like saying you go to a hockey game. You have to read the fine clothing, print on the ticket. Your clothes might be ruined because some idiot pours their beer on you. Like, That's also in the fine print on the ticket. You got to be prepared for it, but no, you, you have don't the full the choice print. of throwing your hat or not throwing it. Dude, what, what, what if we had a scenario like Erickson Eck where you throw the hat out and then it's like, oh shit, didn't get a hat trick. And then someone else gets a hat trick and you don't have a hat to throw. He was being careful. <laughs> That's Calculated. on the refs. That is not on you, the passionate fan who is following the rules of the game. I don't know. It's risky, but how awesome. Like people getting all upset, like, oh, how dare the captain of another NHL Ooh. franchise, let alone a Canadian franchise. I can't believe Be that. having fun and supporting his brother at a hockey game. Like, come on, guys. First off, this is as close to playoff action as Brady's getting for a while. <laughs> so, like, he's got to live it up. Plus, he's having more fun than Matthew is. He's, well, it's the whole family this thing. His sister, his sister was there. His mom was there. Keith was there. Like, the whole section. And they're in, like, they're not in a, you know, in a, in a booth. They're not in a private, you know, the... Whatever, sweet. They are in the crowd with the fans. It's unbelievable. Do you see Brady before he got this the the sponsorship in Game One with like all his pockets full? Uh, his back two pockets pin? and one hand. So that's three beers, see, and the other hand was for high fives. I wasn't allowed to do that when I went to the saddle dome, but Brady Kachuk, he's allowed to carry four beers. So Who's just telling saying. him now? And I was only allowed two at a time when I went. To the oh saddle man, dome. everyone made the reference for like his early days with. Ottawa, where they'd call him Will Ferrell because oh, yeah. of how he looks. Have you? I had to have shown you. Maybe I haven't. We'll have to find them. But the old Milwaukee commercials that Will Ferrell shot. I think you did show they're me. They're a gem. Anyone listening, just go to YouTube, type in Will Ferrell, old Milwaukee. Some of the best commercials you'll ever see. Uh, they basically went to him and had their budget and their entire budget was poured into him being in it. And they, it was just like the lowest, but low, lowest budget, lowest quality, like filming experience that's almost this. added to the character of it. It's I've seen so this. great. So what we need to do is get that version of a Brady Kachuk <laughs> commercial built for Budweiser. Budweiser hit me up. If you want, you know, Dude, I remember I seeing this small when it aired. Fees. Dude, I remember seeing this when it aired, but there's so many dude dig through. Like they're just great. He's just walking the one, the, the, the one, one walking in the walk. field. He's just literally. Oh, no, no. And then, and then it gets to the very end. He's like, old, 
and then it cuts out because they ran out of time. <laughs> it's a thirty, a thirty second. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're they're great. So everyone, uh, like, we'll save the time. You guys go and check them out. Maybe one of the episodes this summer we'll be talking through the best ones and getting people's opinions because there's so a lot good. of them. They're so funny. But uh, anyways, to the the series itself, man. Where did Markstrom go? He's he looks off. He doesn't look confident. I don't feel confident watching him play, and that's something I usually very much am. You know, I'm usually like, okay, despite how bad the defense is, despite how bad the team may play, Markstrom is still just doing things. You know, he's he's playing big in the net. He seems like he's playing small for such a yeah. big guy. It's it just something's off, and I, and I can't. I don't know what it is. Well, something's off. Maybe he's injured. Out, Maybe it's like, something mentally. But it, like all season, he was dominating, and now suddenly, poof! What's going on? Well, all those who prescribed to the thought of like not playing Talbot game one of the series because of how poorly his numbers showed against the Blues. My work buddy, Jack, he pretty much said like, because he's a big Oilers guy, he said that like for whatever reason, Markstrom has been their bitch. He's been one of the best goalies in the league this year, has not showed the greatest against Damn. Edmonton, even though like Flames win a lot of those games because look at what's at the other end of the ice right but tell you what letting up six goals and still winning is still scary because all it takes is a couple big saves or your team not showing up one night and that's not going to work yeah i mean and the flames are lucky right now that smith is just you know at, at smith's like base level he's really bad <laughs> right yeah. now anyways because there's some stinky goals and you know coming from the flames as well, but uh, yeah, man, it's 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 not it's not looking too good. <laughs> but you know it was really fun from game one. I think uh, our boy Alex Micheletti was leading the charge on this. But people that like forget about certain players until they see them. Oh yeah, like yeah. one that Z's brought up for the Avalanche, right? Would be uh, Darren Helm. Like, yep. Today is the day that we celebrate everyone who forgot that Darren Helm was still in the NHL. And, and by the way, can I? Just, <laughs> I've said this on this podcast before, but just one quick thing on Darren Helm. Darren Helm, like. He doesn't score often, but when he does, the goals are incredible. Just look up oh. Darren Helm highlights. I hated the Red Wings. He was dude, one player that I respected. Dude, dude, look up Darren Helm highlights. He doesn't have a lot of them, but the ones that he does, you're like, oh yeah, this is why you're in the show. My God, you yeah. probably tore it up in junior college or wherever the fuck you were. But anyways. But so pivoting back to Edmonton, Calgary, the amount of people that A, kind of forgot who Koskinen was, but then B and C, <laughs> B, how old this motherfucker looks, dude. He looks like he's like in his like competing. He looks older than Yager, which is partially because Yager does like, he's an ageless wonder, but like this dude looks like he's at least in his forties, if not more. And he's 32 years old. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and, and the motherfucker wears 19. I don't know oh. if that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, or if that's just like a cool power move. Maybe that's his way of like rubbing it in the face of everyone. Like, yeah, that's right. Chirelli snuck me in last second. <laughs> I'm gonna just gonna piss you guys off, man. I mean, I, I still can't believe the Oilers ownership cleared that. Uh, maybe there wasn't a process in place for them to clear it. Okay, the president. There, just... No, but there there are certain teams where GM has full autonomy. I don't know if that was their situation, but there are Again, GMs that have it in their contract that they have they have approval authority to pull the trigger on anything. They don't need to Again, go for anyone. Edmonton's a joke. I mean, a joke. Yeah, I don't appreciate. I know you're having fun, but insinuating in any way that I've supported the moves that Edmonton has made in recent years. Oh, is you've just been outrageous. You've been swooning over outrageous. this team all season, dude. It's no, kind of exhausting think, to be I think honest. their top six is great, and I think that they have been the most mismanaged team over the last decade. Period. Like, it's a disgrace. How easy it could be to get this team to like a conference final at a minimum. And they've just done everything in their power to make sure that doesn't happen. Even before reason. McDavid, if they manage the prospects mm. correct, I don't say that they're stand if they manage the prospects correctly, they could have I mean, we saw what Dubnik became. We saw what Taylor Hall's become. We saw what, you know, Eberle's had success with other with other teams as well. Nugent Hopkins, he's still there. He's still doing I'm just saying, like, there are pieces that, you know, could have been developed differently. They were all thrown into the fire and, you know. I'll, I'll agree with bad development. I won't necessarily agree that better management could have navigated that better. I think they just had a ton of draft misses. 
and not even misses, right? Like they're good not players. Even misses. But they were good players, yeah. Sure. But if your first overall pick is Nugent Hopkins, that's not what you're looking for in a first overall pick. Well, I mean, look great at that. player that you look want at that on your year. team. That he is not a best. first overall player. That wasn't the best year. So I mean in all I'm class, saying, I mean, like, I don't think that they had like the elite talents. I also, I mean, it aged a little poorly on me, but I've always, always, always been of the mind that Sagan was more talented than Hall. Oh, I, I agree. I agree on that as well. But I'm just saying again. But yeah, anyways, it. anyways, this series is going to be. Yakupov was a miss. I'll say that. Hate the hate, the rivalry. We're going to see physicality. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, the Edmonton players start taking runs on like the Goudros of the world. Because right now, Lucic is going all over McDavid, which it's clean, right? So like there's nothing to like rebel against. But yep. like, okay, we're not coming for you because we can't. So. We're just going to do what you're doing. We're going to run your best players and see what happens, right? I think they're trying, to be honest. I mean, Goudreau, hard. I don't think people... He's a slippery motherfucker. He's a slippery motherfucker, and yeah, like he's the... Looked, da- it, you, you've kind of shit on him, too. He's looked I, great. In the Dallas series, I didn't think he looked good. In, in, honestly, in the Dallas in series, series, none of them looked good. <laughs> okay, yes. You're correct. In this series thus far, all the credit to Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, he's been, he's been something. And, dude, I'm still... Does them making it further in the playoffs make it more or less likely that him and Kachuk stay? They're going to stay. Both. Both. They're, they're going to stay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, would, hope, I, would... I hope so for Calgary, but like I'm also like a master of chaos where as long as it's not a team that I have a rooting interest in, I kind of want to see things change just for the sake of change. I think for us to talk about. I think, yeah. <laughs> well, I think now like they're really arriving as the tr- like hitting their ceilings. You know what I mean? Like here we are. This is, this is the best versions of us. This is the core is tight. And I also think, and again, I'm a little biased because like I have a little bit of a connection there, but, and and I've traveled a lot in Canada and I've seen not a lot of places in the States, but enough to know that Calgary is honestly a really awesome place to live. It doesn't have the big things that some of the other American or Canadian cities have, but it truly, it's, it's almost quaint in the areas where, the players live. I, yeah. I, I think know. Calgary would be sweet. Calgary really? is, dude, again, if you, if you like Minnesota, if you like Minneapolis area, it's, it really does remind me a lot of Calgary. I made Jeez. the comparison when I, when I visited and again, it's a compliment. So I think just for all, all of the above and it's hey, you, it's cheap. I know with the Canadian dollar and everything kind of like <laughs> evens out, but it's damn cheap to live in Calgary. Like you want, you want a beautiful mansion. You want your own lake. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, it's only around a million dollars in Calgary. <laughs> What's your own lake though? How big is a lake? I mean, with the properties there, you could, you could, you could dig yourself a big lake or just acquire a pretty damn well, big lake. Dig yourself one. Wow. Okay. I'm not in for that. Well, I mean um, like at least a hockey rink in the winter size. Okay. That's no, that I said for at mil- least for a million for a million. No. Anyways, dude, for a million down here, you can get on Lake Minnetonka. Uh-uh, I'm out. Okay. Well, um, Maybe Anyways, bigger. I don't know. So two two last things on that before we jump to the next series. Um, how good is Evan Bouchard? He's a lot better than I thought he was. We'll he's, say that he's been on my like he's been on my whole Ehlers point uh, list. No, he's not that. He's not that. No, not for me. I think he will be. It's his no. first fucking year, dude. He's gonna cap out as like Tyson Berry, double but... digit points. Fuck off. No, he is. That's rude. How's that rude? Tyson Berry's a you know he's already moving, better than Tyson Berry. Puck moving legend. He's already better than Tyson Berry. He's not what peak Tyson Berry was yet. I'm sorry. All right, we're gonna find some form of beer. Bet Shout out to Vancouver Island boy Tyson Berry. Let's fucking go. Uh, he's yeah, he's been a disappointment. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game day parlays? You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But, all right, other question. If you have to pick one, who does Calgary pick between Kachuk and Goudreau? Goudreau. He's the better player. I think Kachuk's he's the better. He's the better player. Different players. I think different he's players. He's still pure better. flash and talent. Yes, I think no. there's so much that Kachuk brings to the table. Yes, but it's just like yes, Kachuk does. He's more, I guess, complete. But you go like still as far as talent tiers, man. Goudreau's in that elite, and Kachuk's just he's knocking at the door, but he's not quite there, in my hey, opinion. You, you ready to have just a big old shit eating grin? What's that? I put Kachuk in the Tom Wilson basket, whereas these mutants don't exist. You don't find players like this that have the skill and that level of physicality and just like grit to their game. And that is why you need to keep him. He is an infinitely more skilled Tom Wilson. He's like... Uh, Who doesn't jump at people's heads, we, which is kind of nice. Can, can I throw another name in? And you're probably going to disagree because you just didn't like the team that he dominated with. But I at his peak... I don't Wayne, do that. Wayne Simmons was that player as well, dude. That guy in was an sense, absolute yeah. mutant. He was an uh, so absolute... 30-goal scorer and he could do everything else. He was I more of a mutant, but I think the 30-goal scorer was a blip. Like I, well, do, I, mean, I really did respect him, though, in his prime. I think he was a good player. But I don't know that he was on the same playing field as these two. I'd put him in the same category, though. Yeah. Five 30-goal seasons, dude. Five? Five. Oh, shit. I thought it was two. Okay, 28, <laughs> 29. I'm throwing that in that category. No, no. No, no, no. How many were 30? I just closed the tab. There were at least three that were 30 out of the, out at of the five. At least three? You just told me two that aren't. So at most three. At most three. <laughs> I think I was right. I think hey, there's 28, 29. I'm sorry. I'm throwing that into 30 goal category. <laughs> it's not 30 goals. You get what I'm you're picking did up. You make to the Stanley Cup final. Did the Canadians win the Stanley Cup it's last different. year? No, they Come fucking on. didn't. Oh, really? Because we're, I don't know, Isha. Oh, okay. So one. So, okay. Put it this way. Hang there on. Two, hang on. No, 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 let me, let me, let me finish. With, with being wet and water and everything. No, no, no. no. Just, just let me finish. Uh, just let me finish. Hmm. Instead of scoring two empty netters, he handed it over to Giroud or Vorchek because he wanted to. How many? Him. How many of his twenty-eight and twenty-nine were empty netters? Okay, you don't well, know. I'll get to that anyways. Oh, we, oh, I, oh. I shouldn't have even brought it up. Oh no, you shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I agree though. I, yeah. I liked Wayne Simmons a lot yeah. in his prime. Yeah. He's no longer that. That's no, no, sure. no. He's well but past his prime. Joe, if you're listening, prime, he was a scary fucking dude. Shout out Wayne Simmons. Yep, I'm. I'm with you on that though, for the most part. Again, yeah. not on either of their level, in my opinion, but same conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, fair, fair. All right, now moving on. We are actually almost four minutes into the Tampa-Florida game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And we got to talk here, man. Like, it. the second that I made the pick, I regretted it. I picked Florida <laughs> in six. I knew that Tampa was the better team, but without point and with how dog-ass tired and defeated they looked when they won that game seven against Toronto – I couldn't get past it. I couldn't. And I they have done. They've made Florida their bitch. Dude, it's been incredible. And a lot of people are saying that this series is boring. It's it's not the battle of Alberta. You know, there's not a lot of high scoring that we all expected. Dude, it's because Vasilevsky's playing. <laughs> well, yes. And I think in game one, anyways, both of these teams had respect. Oh, I want to say that they almost respected each other too much. That they were, instead of pulling the trigger and just going all out, they were kind of waiting for the first. For, for the other team to make the first move. It was almost like building off like a counter strategy. I don't know. Does that make Kinda. sense? It was very, it was very tightly. I get what you're, I get what you're saying. I don't know if I agree with it, but I, I get it. It was very tightly contested. Where the second one, 100% floored, or uh, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're the ones that really, they set the pace. They set the rhythm. They had an answer for everything that Florida threw at them. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And that, Again, it goes back to like, I know a lot of wild fans are going to hate this because one of us who I don't think Andrew Burnett's a good coach. He's showing us that he's done nothing to make changes in the playoffs to help his team. Like he basically wrote out the exact same strategy. And thankfully, like the Capitals came back to earth and were what we thought they were. 
But dude, like they sh- they could have lost that series if Capitals kept going on the pace that they were, or if they had Tom Wilson in the lineup. Like they didn't look great. And I just don't see the X's nose. I don't see changes being made to adapt to what he's seeing on the other end of the ice. No, I I think that he had an incredible roster that carried the him players through the year. Help, yeah, and, the and players it's not a matter. Help, I'm yeah. not saying that he like was taken for a ride. I think he's probably kind of like a Dean Evason, where he's like a good players coach. And it worked. He didn't, have, group, he didn't have to yeah. make changes this year because they were fucking beating the shit out of everybody, right? Yeah. He hadn't hit adversity. Hasn't had to make adjustments. And now I don't know if it's that he's not willing to or that he doesn't know how to, but changes haven't been made. And maybe this game that we're watching right now, and again, you all watched yesterday, maybe that will prove me wrong. Maybe he's finally made adjustments. Up until this point, changes have not been made. And I just, that bothers me. One change, which I haven't even looked at the roster for this game, to be completely honest, maybe I should look it up before I go into this, but let's just say it, is Joe Thornton the guy that, again, from pure talent perspective doesn't make sense, but as far as just getting a different vibe, getting something in the locker room, players playing for him, is that the kind of guy that you throw into the lineup to try and shake things up? Shoot, Hoppy, at this point, throw him behind the bench. Honestly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll accept that. But <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably pay him more. Um, I, I, I Honestly, at this point, what do you have to lose? You're already two down in the series. You need to make changes. Is he really going to cost you a game? No. With the minutes that he's going to play with with pretty much just maybe power play time. I'm sorry. With how much how many minutes the big dogs get, I don't think inserting him in the lineup's going to do a disservice at all to this he's team. He's not anything, in the lineup. Oh no. Okay, well then the next game they they have to. They have to do it. I just man, and again, I hope there's at least like some on ice changes that are like deployed, but if you keep on coming at the lightning in the same way and think that the results are going to change, they're just not, no, they're just well, and, not. And I'm sorry. Like a lot of people maybe, maybe say that John Cooper, he's just rode this team as well, but no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. John Cooper had, you know, three, four years of amazing lightning teams that couldn't get over the hump and had to continue to make adjustments and find the right personnel adjustments within the coaching for years not being able to get over the hump that's what was aggressive. it like what was it was it, okay it must have been at it, least they three where the they finals did... in 2015 dude oh, yeah, that's true they lost to the blackhawks which let's be real blackhawks were a better team okay, well again that counts as a hump that's what i'm saying like they never they didn't win like failing to get over the hump yeah they, they had a stanley cup team for three Three to four years that didn't win and then finally they made uh. the adjustments he brought it over the finish line what i'm saying is he didn't just ride this team He's a tremendous coach, and we've seen him, you know, either take the blame that he didn't have to, he didn't make the proper adjustments in playoff series, and we've also seen him make those adjustments and really, you know, well, and implement, it, uh, you know, what he's good at, and that that's rallying people up and coaching. Tremendous coach who also has a tremendous GM to pair with it. Dude, literally has not missed a beat from when uh, Steve Eisenman left. Nope. Honestly, I'm convinced that, yes, there's there's part of Steve Eisman that wants the Red Wings to be good, and that's why he left. I also think he got bored because he's like, yeah, this team's about to just go run train on everybody, and, like, that's not what I'm about. I want to go fix something. Yeah, he wants to compete, the, too. Dude, the moves, again, like, we talked about it. I, I don't remember if you were with me or not, but I was one of the few that, like, absolutely applauded the moves made at the deadline. Yeah. I thought that – I thought them and – Colorado were both teams that like didn't make big splashes, but made the right ones. Yep. And dude, it's worked out flawlessly for both. Dude, Lackanen, are you fucking kidding me? That guy has been a machine for the Avalanche. Love him. Love and then him. we've got we've got Paul, who like, let's be real, that one I overlooked. I didn't. Who think the that fuck was is that guy? Dude, seriously, I that was not a needle mover for me. My move that I loved was Hagel because yep. again, it's a talented, proven player. You gave up two firsts. Don't care because he's on cost control for your team, a team that needs that more than anyone. And he fits the mold perfectly of what they're trying to do in reconstructing that third line that they lost. So like nothing but kudos to the GM. I think the coach is incredible. He's a top five coach in the NHL, um, which we'll get a little bit more into that here shortly. But anything else you want to touch on for this series in particular before we move on to the final one? 
No, man. I just think I, I originally thought it was going to go seven games. Now I wouldn't even be surprised if it was a sweep with how the fucking uh, Panthers are playing. That's yeah, just, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not going full switch. I'm just I, I argued and then pivoted immediately and agreed with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Let's all right. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk let's... about the Fugazis. Huh? Uh, it's hilarious to me and it makes me so happy that. Biz Nasty of all people, who everyone seems to just hate and pile on right now and wonder why he's on TNT, because it's brilliant. I'm sorry. Like, if you guys think that it doesn't make sense to have a diverse cast of people on the broadcast, it's a guy that's played in the league. It's a guy that has a very different outlook on how everything's done, and they get to sit there and argue. Everyone gets to make him the punching bag when they want to. I think it's an incredible dynamic, and I think he's a polarizing figure where there are people that will watch for him, and there's people that'll hate watch him. Yeah. We're getting both. No one's going to turn off the broadcast because he's on it. Like you can almost say you're going to. It's just like you say you're going to delete Twitter because of Musk or that you're going to move to Canada because of Trump. You're all full of shit. <laughs> I like, I think he's a brilliant hire to have on that broadcast, regardless of what you think about the actual contribution he's making. Yeah, but I'm sorry. He, he's he's more entertaining with- than Gretzky. I'm sorry. He is. Gretzky's boring as shit, but you got to yeah. have him there for name. No, it's I know. Perfect. But that's the perfect balance, right? You get the best of both. But he is with me. In fact, he is way more aggressive than me. He is literally labeling the New York Rangers as Fugazi, which I thought it was Fugazi. Maybe it's Fugazi. But anyways, the Fugazi team, which basically means they're frauds, which I've been saying all season, which I've absolutely tripled, quadrupled down on in the postseason. They are the most fraudulent team ever, ever. And kudos to Gerard Gallant, by the way. Like, I don't think negatively of him as a coach. I think he's gotten a raw deal with Florida and Vegas. I don't think he has any business being in the finalist conversation for the Jack Adams, but that's okay. Like NHL awards are kind of stupid anyways. And if it's not Sutter, like that's crazy, right? Like he's going right. to win it. So who cares who the, the backups are? <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, they, the first two periods of the first game looked really good. Like, unlike they have played all year. In fact, listening to the Jeff Merrick show, Shana Goldman went on and flat out said, those were the best two periods they have played the entire season. Yet they still lose that game. (laughs) What are the odds that they keep on putting out their best effort of all season against these hurricanes? Not good. And who were you? Were you one Isha? Wait, who was it that you don't trust? What? I don't remember if it was you or someone else. Someone didn't trust auntie Ranta. No, it wasn't me. I've said that okay. Ronta was actually it was Might have pleasant been surprise. Yeah. Might have been Dev. Anyways, he has looked nothing. No, he's looked fantastic. fantastic. Yep. His issue's never been talent. It's always been health. Injury, yeah. <laughs> but man, I I still in my brain, like there's no room for the outcome of and people mm. probably listen and laugh because the game's already been played by the time you're listening. No room in my brain for an outcome other than a sweep. I think the Rangers suck. Bring out they the have, brooms. They have Shesterkin. If he steals them a game, sure, I get it. I don't see their forward group stealing a game for the Rangers. I'm still on the sweep train. I'm all about it, especially with the Hurricanes. Dude, their Twitter account is just undefeated. Oh, it's, it's so great. The, the, the best was the Rangers saying that they had like some like Bud Light deal or whatever. And they, they, the Hurricanes quote tweeted it and said, Oh, we just give our water away for free at the fountains. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, I just love them. That they that's are. Awesome. Is there even a debate to whether they're the best uh, Twitter handle for the NHL? They're the best. Far and away. Um, but then I also came across uh, some beers from Blackstack at the, as Isha would call it, the beer store yes. yesterday. And I just posted uh, as we're recording the uh <laughs> basically just pointing out that it's uh called fugazi and uh <laughs> you know little little fun saying that biz collaborated with them to make the official rangers beer it's whatever there you go um, there you go but Did you go to total wines by the way i heard someone on a podcast recently went to total wines to get their stuff and i was like oh well, there's no s but it's total wine, oh, total wine. whatever but uh no i did not for that um mm-hmm. i go to total wine occasionally but nice. no, I heard it on a podcast dropped and I was like, I know what they're talking about. <laughs> so I went to the one that I took you to first, Isha, France 44, where we walked in and I showed you like the beer cooler. You're like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. kind of cool. Like just like the standard open coolers. 
you're like, oh, okay. I mean, this is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, and I could tell normal. you like thought that was it. And then I took you to the back freezer, the walk-in freezer yeah. with or oh, cooler damn. that had just endless Minnesota crap beer, and you about it was awesome. Yourself. It was just a mountain of beer. It was awesome. Yep. But uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on that series? Like, because I know I'm the only one that thinks sweep, which is fair. Like, odds are against me. But like, what do you think in general? Like, do the Rangers have a chance in the series? No. Because like you said, the Rangers, we saw the best that the Rangers had to offer and Carolina still beat them. Not handedly in that particular game, but they still like, they're just too talented. They're too deep. They're too quick. They're too well coached. I mean, and, and their goaltending is, is playing, like we both said, fantastic. You can't beat the best. That's, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 simple, it's simple as that. Like I, I unlike Hoppy, I, I'm not as hard on the Rangers. I'm actually quite surprised and I applaud what they've done this year. But I mean, you're if you watch this and you're a hockey fan, you just know that they're, they're being completely outclassed in this series. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Now we got to hit on the coaching carousel. Yeah. Yeah. Like lots of movement happening here. First off, Lane Lambert has been anointed as everyone expected the quote unquote new voice okay. for the Islanders, which is just hilarious because wrong good hire but just the way that lou lamarillo said it <laughs> where it's yeah we need a new voice for the team oh so you're gonna take the guy that's literally been there with trots the entire way sure okay got it which it's funny because it sounds like everyone thinks that he was playing defense because the assumption was that steve eiserman was gonna come poach lane lambert <laughs> oh no so that's funny that's hilarious. Um, but i mean big moves around the way as well bonus walks away DeBoer. Yeah fired and of course people are already making the jokes that both coaches that were with Suter and Parisi this year are no longer with the teams <laughs> next year so that's that's that uh that's always going to be a fun joke to make we'll see how that continues to go around um but now we got to start looking at the potential returns right like who could be stepping in we got guys like Maurice that stepped away from the game Tortorella who's Working with ESPN. He, but he's just, you can tell Tortorella, he's just waiting to jump back in, right? Oh, Whereas, sure. like, Maurice, he's always got know. a job somewhere, I think, if he wants right. to come in. Whereas, like, coaches or organizations organizations are a little bit more selective if they're going to bring John Tortorella in. Because you know what's coming, Well, right? But Tortorella is, in my mind, he is the Sutter. He is the Boudreaux. Where, he's like, louder, though. Fix, he's way the quick louder, fix. dude. He's That's fine, louder. but he's still, if you need a team to get over the hump that hasn't gotten through with another coach, he's the guy that you bring in to an established roster. He'll get the Sam Gagne and your team to get 43 points. <laughs> right? <laughs> On the but, fourth line. <laughs> but you got those two. We don't know if the league is going to reinstate Quenville or not. We've got Barry Trotz, who some are saying maybe he's going to end up going front office route, especially Whoa. with the Predators. That That's the rumor oh, right now. Wow. And then is I'm Rick Tockett going to come out of the, the press booth? Like, lots of names. And then Travis Green. Dude, Travis Green's still out there, Travis too. Travis Green's still out there. We've got assistant coaches, too. Like, think about it. Montgomery, he definitely went through a yep. dark time. The he's dude's ready to bounce back. back. He's ready to jump in if someone well, needs it. It's, and you know, you know, it was crazy. You know, it was crazy too. Um, I noticed that on the on the bench, and I fr- I knew this, but I forgot that uh, Jake Gellitson, um, the former Calgary mm-hmm. Flames coach, the former assistant Vancouver coach, is the assistant coach in Edmonton too. So he's mm-hmm. found a little success there. Not to say that he's going to jump into another head coaching position, but I mean, he's probably going to, you know, who some knows what happens. Some coaches are more so, equipped yeah. to be assistants too. Like that's so, just some reality. are, some are. Don't get me wrong. There was an infamous video like Mike Yo of. Uh, Skeleton <laughs> going ham and smashing a stick and throwing it in the stands at practice and shit like yeah. that too. But anyways, now Isha, I got one. I got to throw out there for you because me and Dev, the last couple days, we've been going back and forth okay. on a lot of different coaching shit. And the one I threw to him in DM, which he seemed very, very intrigued by, basically just started laughing. Um, okay. Quenville to Vegas. Mary hate with hate. Everyone hates the team. Everyone hates the organization. Everyone hates the coach. Everyone just give him the middle finger, throw it out there and say, fuck it. Still a really good coach with a really good roster. Let's ride it and really go full heel and just have everyone cheering against us, which again, I said it on a previous podcast. I think that the Vegas Knights are one of the best things to ever happen to the NHL, giving them a true villain 
that everyone can rally together and cheer against. Isn't that Boston, though? Isn't Boston the villain? No, not at all. I feel like they are, though. I think Boston the city is the villain. I don't think that the Boston Bruins are the villain. Especially if they lose Bergeron, are they even relevant? No, fair fair enough. Um, That that was mean, but kind of I I will say that either Vegas or Toronto, then we're laughing. Mm. Toronto fires Keith after that. That's bullshit. Toronto, I don't think will do it, but I would like in the same sort of sense. Like everyone hates Toronto, anyways. Just because so, you like, want to hate, fuck them. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't as fucked up as it is. It wouldn't that's, make me. That's the happier. only team though that I have room in my brain for Quenville coming back to. Like I said, for me, is that Ve- the organization that can lean into it? You know, like other organizations, like have to defend it, have to be okay with it. Oh, and Tampa takes a one-zero lead. Yeah. Shocker. And they're going to hold on to that lead. They're going to win the game one nothing. Watch. It's going to be boring as shit. Oh, fuck, dude. I think it was... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who do you think mm. it was? On Tampa? Oh, fucking Maroon, baby. Let's go. No, no, no. Oh, well, I don't know then. <laughs> Which one would piss the most people off? I don't know. Corey Perry. Oh, that wasn't a hard one. Oh, well, I was trying to he think. Actually, I was like, he actually had a beautiful tip out front. So... From the Tommy, top, this is McDonough, McDonough throws a slap shot, and Perry gives it a little tip. Goes off of Bobrovsky's shoulder, barely nicks the post end. Like it was Ooh. just beautiful. Dude, Corey Perry has been an absolute beauty these these playoffs, and you know, again, I was... imagine getting him on a league men deal for your team. That's beautiful. Yeah, unreal. And well, good for ask... him. Like he's made enough money. He's having so much fun over there with oh, that team. Dude. And and Absolutely. like the least amount of pressure ever. He could be silent for. Doesn't matter. Month, yep. And like, no one cares. He's league men. He's playing bottom six, whatever, man, zero pressure. He's just out there having the best time of his life. And I love Dude, it. Speaking of having the best time of their lives. I mean, there was an event that went on last night. Hoppy, uh, <laughs> promoted, <laughs> okay, you go off for a minute. promoted by AJ Galante, the man, the myth, the legend, former general manager of the Danbury trashers alongside our boys at the world hockey board, Cody Jansen, on a indigenous reserve outside of Edmonton, Alberta, at a casino, Ice Wars was born, ladies and gentlemen. Originally, the event was was put on. I mean, it was it was a little bit different, but originally in 2006, Prince George, British Columbia, put on an event at the CN Center where the Prince George Cougars of the WHL play, which is pretty much like in Goon 2, just a brawl on the ice. This, in an octagon of synthetic ice, a one-night, three-fight bracket tournament to be crowned Ice Wars Championship. It's unbelievable here. (laughs) These two brothers, he just knocked out his brother. I mean, what an absolute crazy event put on by Fight TV, which they did. I mean, they did an outstanding broadcast as well. But I encourage everyone to go check out Fight TV on Twitter and just check out some of these clips. You should that probably went spell on. it. F-I-T-E dot TV. Here's some of the clips here. Please tell me you thought that's how Fight was actually spelled. Um, no. <laughs> Question mark. Uh, Daniel Amsbury, by the way, won the tournament. The BC boy. Absolutely. Uh, Wait, was this a bracket? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! That's what I'm saying, man. One night, up to three fights for the to the final. Fifteen grand the winner got, and they got crowned season one. <laughs> Amesbury <laughs> was like the far and away favorite, right? Uh, I believe so. He actually played. He's a professional lacrosse player. He's a fighter for the Saskatchewan lacrosse team of the NLL. And Cody actually knew him personally because Cody works for ESPN and TSN to uh, on the TV side for the Saskatchewan. I believe they're the Rush, Saskatchewan Rush of the NLL. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so shout out to that event. I mean, yesterday was crazy. There may have only been one hockey game, but freaking Ice Wars was on. The UFC was on. There was there was golf going on. I know Tiger Woods didn't have a good game, but it was raining out. The guy has a shitty back. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, just a crazy sports weekend here. And I mean, that was so cool. Again, how Canadian was, is that, Hoppy? I mean, like grassroots, they did well. They got good pay-per-view dollars. It was a packed arena. I mean, shout out AJ Galante, the only person in 2022 who could probably put on an event like this. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely the right person to promote it, just based on reputation. <laughs> well, and what and I love his, about it's it, his way of trying to get back in and establish something new, like kind of build Absolutely. off of all the momentum that he's gotten from the 30 for 30. 
Well, Andy's had success in promoting local boxing matches in the New York area as well with guys who've actually gone on to, you know, not necessarily star, but be on huge pay-per-view boxing cards as well. So he's kind of, you know, working that craft. And what I love about this too is it's, I mean, I have, I have, I respect the money and what the athletes do in professional wrestling, but I, I will never call it a sport. Darts is more of a sport than the WWE or anything like that. Okay. Yes. You have to be athletic to, to put on that show, but it, at the end of the day, it is a show. What I love about this is it's got all the vibes. It may even have the WWE crowd there. These crazy Canadians just we'll drunk see, on their mind yelling, but it's real fights, dude. They're right. actually <laughs> punching each other in the fucking face. Two one minute rounds of just madness on skates. It's unbelievable. Well, and for me, it's about how you frame the question of the statement, right? Like, is it a sport, WWE? No. Are they athletes? One million percent. Yes, exactly. Just like like Cirque du Soleil. You wouldn't call that a sport, but holy fuck, are they probably the best athletes in the world? Yeah, well, they're all gymnasts. So gymnastics is That's a sport point. if you compete. Yeah, exactly. So. Right, but they're, they're athletes that are performing, not playing a sport. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's so that's WWE like, for me. Well, and that's the thing. There's a lot of ex-UFC fighters or MMA fighters who will actually get into professional wrestling and they make more money there. And you know what? Respect. Because you got to make your money. If you're going to put your body through pain, you might as well make more money doing it. So I respect it. I'm not going to watch it. It's not my crowd. But this is kind of a hybrid. It's like Canada's fucking professional wrestling. And I don't know. It's real, right? Yeah, it's a spectacle. They're yelling. Most of these guys are out of shape. Ex-fighters. Ex-pro fighters, you know, AHL, ECHL, whatever. A lot of Quebecers there from the NLAH. But man, what a what a spectacle any, it was. Any worry though, Isha, that this starts to separate hockey now? Where now that there's an outlet for hockey fights, maybe we don't need them in the game. If this becomes to the point where it actually does that, I'm all right with it because I'll watch both. Wow, okay, cool. And I'll still watch the WHL and there's going to be fights there. So there you go. Fair, fair. All right. Well, before we pivot to the passion projects, then the teams that we cheer for outside the wild, I got to circle back because I feel like we really didn't cover the water bottle incident for Bennington, did we? Um, no, but to be honest, I didn't even know. I didn't even watch that until you told me about it. So you can comment on it. I didn't. I neither here nor there. I mean, here's what I'll say, man. Like, is it like a childish, stupid thing to do? Yeah. Is it something for people to freak out about the way that? is happening online i think no like i understand where people like say it's dumb but to like actually get mad and like freak out when like you know who jordan bennington is this is the same guy that swung his stick over the head of nazim kadri on the ice he's not i would would prefer the water bottle toss personally and i go back and forth with brett on a lot of things i i personally do it in fun i think he views it the same way i hope there's no anger behind it but I will say this is not directed at him because I know he's been very like unbiased about the situation, but like there are people freaking out about the Jordan Bennington throwing the water bottle thing and how classless and disgusting it is that we're defending Jared Spurgeon. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I would much rather have a water bottle tossed to then have someone cross check my Achilles. But again, that is, I need to be clear. That's 0% a shot at Brett because I know he was pretty, livid about the Spurgeon situation too just have to throw it out like get everything in perspective he tossed yep. a water bottle I think it's fucking hilarious and I also think that if I'm Nazem Kadri, I'm thrilled that that happened I know that Bennington's my bitch I know I'm in his head oh. I know that I'm in charge like I don't think Naz gives a fuck about that I think he loves it <laughs> dude speaking of water bottles I remember and again for all you who are we're kind of being soft on this matter right here. I watched a U and again, I know it's fighting. It's different, but it's just, it's water bottle. So I, I thought of it. I saw a fucking UFC press conference where Conor McGregor and fucking Nate Diaz were throwing monster cans and water bottles at each other as they were exiting the press conference. And let me tell you, it soared, sold more pay-per-views and it got more eyes on the free prelims. So as a result of this bottle throwing incident, what do you think is going to happen? more eyes are going to watch this series. So do you think at the end of the day, the NHL even gives a fuck? Absolutely not. Especially in a playoff series. If this was regular season... What what, what are they going to do? Suspend Bennington? (laughs) Imagine if they did one game suspension. I actually think that would be hilarious. 
Oh my god! Hilarious. Please tweet about that. Please tweet about Th- that. They've got to. They've got to suspend you him. Have to write. Teach you him have a lesson, to. Bennington. Let's take him out of this series and see how that impacts the St. No, Louis just, Blues. No, just one game because we know he's missing <laughs> the next game. So just one game suspension. That, that was my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. You said the whole series. So. But anyway. <laughs> it's because he's out of the series. <laughs> Is Do that official? Is that official? Oh yeah, that's official. He's not playing. Oh this shit! See, I didn't know. I just thought it was and one it game. Longer. It could be longer. Oh no. Okay. It, it sounds well, like weeks. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was a sprained knee, something like that. Jeez. It wasn't even a concussion. Oh no. It wasn't head related. Oh, it was man. even when they asked Baruby last night, and I'm saying this on Sunday. So two nights ago on Monday, um, he said it was lower body. Okay. See, I, I, I watched the game and then I went right to ice scores and I went right to UFC till 1 a.m. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I missed those minor details. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You know what I did catch those fucking Canada lost to Switzerland in the world championship six to three. I mean, what the fuck copy? I mean, like the S- Switzerland allowed Italy to score two goals on them and Canada lost fucking. Switzerland. So actually I think Canada allowed Italy to score a goal on Pep too, which is fucked. But Hey, Canada's got Denmark and France next. So lol, easy road to the semis. Switzerland's just a hockey country. What can you say? Exactly that. They are actually no. In fairness to them, their, their hockey program on the men's, the women's and the junior side, it's growing like, like someone on the Russian gas, like, 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 uh, like China producing Yao Ming's. Like it is, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's a one-one game. Yeah, still means nothing. Panthers Tampa's on the board. Isha's already incorrect. Yeah, Tampa's gonna take it. Anyways, um, what right. else do we have on this episode? I, we'll just things. run through these quick. There's not much to get into, but Canucks <laughs> go. Uh, OEL wears the C for Team Sweden, who's looked pretty good at these World Championships. It's been a crazy World Championship, by the way, folks. I know it's because we're in the playoffs and a lot of people are covering it, but just teams that you don't really expect to be there are there, and they're actually, like, playing, I don't want to say good hockey, but entertaining hockey, and, like, the Italy's and, you know, Great Britain and, and things like that. So, anyways, um, OEL, obviously, Canucks are trying to move him. I'd say the hate on him in Canucks land right now is split. A lot of people want him out. A lot of people are, like, actually kind of, like, what they say about Tyler Myers. Don't look at the dollars. He actually is a valuable piece to this team. He's looking pretty good for Sweden there. The rest of the Canucks, I mean, they're golfing and fishing right now. I found a really cool uh, Twitter account that's NHL players with their dogs. Um, uh, I mean, NHL players with animals. With animals, sorry. Yes, you're right. Because I saw the Kirill Katprizov. Um, but also I saw Besser. A lot of Canucks right now are being tweeted from that account because, you know, it's golf right. season for them. And Besser with his dogs just kind of. Warm my heart a little bit to see him smile. I don't know. It's probably an old picture, but regardless, given everything that's going on with him, it was uh, it was cool to see. So, yeah, there's there's our Canucks update. Not much nice. going on. Apparently, Bruce Boudreaux is happy. Everyone's happy. Here we go. Next season. Yeah. Now, tapping in for Z. Um, not much in Bruins land. Like, again, a lot of decisions hinge on whether or not Patrice Bergeron comes back. Yeah, but just hilarious. Like Z immediately on top of it. Like Brad Marchand <laughs> is back online. Um, Ian McLaren posted a few days back. Medium hot take. If Patrice okay. Bergeron retires, the Bruins should absolutely explore the trade market for Brad Marchand. And then like four days after Brad Marchand replies, tough take. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's it. That's all he says. And because of that, the Internet erupts. <laughs> hey, shout out to Ian, but he's been covering the Bruins. I, I don't know if he's still locked on, but he did. He did. Um. Anyways, he's been covering the Bruins for a few outlets there. He's, he's a good guy. I actually talked to him a few times. So that's hilarious that uh, Marshawn bit on that. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I. it's not biting. It's just him making sure that he's in conversation, I think. Oh, yeah. And he's very good at that. And plus, he knows he's just that, like, he... I don't think he ever wants to leave. Oh, yeah. Unlike Lou Luonga, who is just kind of like a a, a troll, a character. Uh, uh, unlike you know, Bert, he, Marshall's not necessarily the same as that, but he definitely knows how to gauge the hockey Twitter market or the uh, Instagram. Like he knows, uh, it's calculated to a certain degree, and it's and it's usually on point, which is what I love. Which is what I love. Yeah. Um, then we have the Pittsburgh Penguins, the player who was least likely to resign has resigned Brian Rust six years 5.125 million per um wow wow um Indeed. it's just crazy and I actually saw uh, it's funny as I was looking this morning um 
one of the popular accounts. Uh, oh man, that's stupid. I got something that popped up on Twitter, so I can't even see it now. Probably won't be there. Basically, it was breaking down. I got to see if I can find it again. Uh, it was breaking down the last three years for uh, Brian Rust. Okay. And I'm pissed now that that went away. Stupid fucking pop-up from Twitter saying, hey, you need to look at our new things. And I refuse to, so I just hit refresh every time because I win. Um, now you lost. Yeah. Twitter won. No, Twitter still hasn't got me to look at it, so fuck them. <laughs> um, man. All right, well, that's not there. Basically, he was in the realm of a point per game the last three seasons wow. and only got a roughly $1.5 million raise on the 3.5 that he was previously getting. This is an absolutely great AAV. The years are long, but as uh, our buddy uh, Nick Berlansky pointed out, there's no trade protection. There's nothing like yep. if it becomes a bad contract, you can get rid of it. Basically yep. is the point. And it does signal that the team is absolutely still trying to contend. They still want to try and get one more cup or at least another run for Crosby. It just leaves a lot of question marks now as to what it means for the other players that remain unsigned. I don't know why people are freaking out personally. I think there's still plenty of money to bring back potentially Latang and Malkin and even get Raquel Dunn. But Obviously, that comes down to what they're asking for. No, for sure. Um, yeah, dude, the AAV. I'm. I mean, I'm not surprised because this guy, he's he loves his Penguins. Dude, he could have made another two mil per season with certain teams. Oh, one one hundred percent. I I agree with that one hundred percent. So but that I, goes I, back to what I was I talking about with the Wild again. In different spots, like it's different to be with Crosby and to be on this run with him than it is to be at the beginning of Kaprizov's. Yes, but exactly. Clearly, that's how bad he wants to stay. And a lot of people will say, like, oh, Brian Rust, like, he only puts up the points because he plays with Crosby and Gensel. Like, sure, I get where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, you, it, it takes a special player to play with those kind of players. Like, people oh, say sure. the same thing about Zach Hyman. Like, oh, he was only good because he was with Matthews and Marner. No, he was good because he can play with Matthews and Marner. And you're yep. seeing similar stuff from him in Edmonton. And I, I do think that Brian Rust is a really unique commodity in the sense that he can play with those elite players. And then if you get someone else that fits with them, he can slot anywhere else in the lineup and contribute and morph to the role that's needed. He's a very rare breed of player. Alex Burrows 2.0, baby. He's not going to bite anybody. <laughs> Other than using his teeth. So, <laughs> and, you know, the whole being good at hockey thing, whatever. Oh, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Um, but I don't know, man. That that's all I had. Um, anything I missed on Bruins, Penguins, otherwise? No, I think we we actually covered a lot of ground this episode, so that's awesome. There's your there's your fix this week, folks, on on Hoppy. In my opinion, on what's going on in the National Hockey League and outside, you know, given just a little <laughs> and, bit that we touched and, on. And all of you that are listening, again, we didn't uh, watch the the three games on Sunday before recording, so things probably changed quite a bit. Yeah, so I hope you have fun with this one and uh, <laughs> and yeah, and stay tuned for the next ones. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs>